This is an ABC podcast. Hey, it's Kaya here, and today, could you go back to your old primary school? I think the thing that I like the most is that we're not teaching kids what to think, we're just teaching them how to think. Okay, so we're not going back to find out if your name is still scratched into that locker. Instead, we're getting involved in an ethics class and helping kids become better adults. But first... They're beautiful to look at, but they're super destructive. No, Michelle from Raymond Terrace is not talking about me when I'm hungry. Although it is a pretty good description. She's talking about deers. Feral deers. Deers doing things in places they shouldn't around the hunter, like hanging out in the middle of the M1. Phil said he's seen deers crossing the Hunter Expressway at peak hour and sees them eating trees, rubbing their antlers on trees, stripping bark. From Morpeth to Lake Macquarie and everywhere in between, deers are being a bloody pest. But we don't know much about them. The issue is, though, that we're pretty confident that deer are present, but what we don't have is a good handle on which species are present, how many there are, and what damage they may be causing. Move over, Batman. Dr Lee Martin is Deer Man, and he wants to know more about the animals terrorising your neighbourhood. How many? Where are they? What sort of damage are they doing? But let me tell you, counting deer, it's not as glamorous a job as you might think. It's really a matter of going out and doing what we call uh, faecal pellet counts. So essentially counting how many deer poos there are in an area to get an idea on, on where they're present and in what sort of numbers. If Lee can't follow the poo, infrared cameras will do. But look, in all seriousness, these feral deer can cause some really big problems around town. Competition with our, our native herbivores overgrazing, damage to native vegetation. Another big problem with deer is that uh, they impair bushfire recoveries. There's also some, some, you know, risks to people in terms of roadkill. I've had an experience personally in the Snowy Mountains of of coming within metres of of hitting a a samba deer and and they're a very, very large animal. So I came within metres of hitting one doing about 90 kilometres an hour on the road. Yeah, not what you want. So this is the first step in knowing how to control feral deer around the hunter. Lee will start his poo patrol soon. But if you have an idea, see what I did there? Where these animals are hanging out, make sure you let Lake Macquarie Council know. Not many of us probably see our school again once we're finished. Maybe our kids, nieces, nephews might go there, but you're not exactly walking the same beat you were back in the day. Alexis Stewart knows this, but wanted to go back to give back. Because I had such fond memories of it, I remember feeling just very, I guess, like respected because we all sit in a circle. I have one memory from, I think it was probably year six, where our ethics teacher, she... Um, stepped out of the circle and said, "Okay, this time I'm going to let you guys lead the discussion. So I want you to be respectful. You don't need to put up your hands, but make sure you're taking it in turns to speak. Mm. I just really remember feeling like, oh, wow, they're really respecting my opinions and I'm really being treated like um, an adult and like I know how to hold a conversation and have issues. So um, I guess when I graduated last year, I just kind of, thought back to that and thought, wow, that's something I'd love to do on my gap year this year. And that's what she's doing, taking a gap year, but also leading kids on the class of ethics. And if you went to school in the past 10 years, ethics may have been an option 
in your school. It's doing the work of what we used to call scripture. It's the other choice, religion or ethics. It's an approach that keeps kids engaged in becoming young adults. I think the thing that I like the most is that we're not teaching kids what to think, we're just teaching them how to think. So it's really, you know, when when I'm facilitating, it's really important for me to say things like, oh, does anyone disagree with this or does Mm -hmm. anyone have a different perspective um, to make sure that we are really getting um, different answers and um, the kids are really thinking about how there's so many different ways to look at one issue. Mm. So is it weird for Alexa being back in the school? But on the other side, she says not really. There's definitely a few bonuses along the way. It has felt weird, um, especially kind of that different relationship to the teachers who mm. used to be my teachers and now are kind of colleagues in a way. Um, Do you get to go into the staff room? Oh, yes. <laughs> I know. Like? How crazy. Isn't actually as magical as we thought it was? <laughs> Primary school year old me dream. <laughs> what has the, the challenges been, I guess, going back as a... A a teacher now, an ethics teacher now? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I'm teaching a year two class. So, um, yeah, they're still young Mm. and they're still getting used to school and especially because the last two years have been so disrupted, you know, um, it can be difficult to, like, keep everything on track and discussed, uh, like, yeah, keep the discussion running well. But I think the kids, they are genuinely really interested in um, the discussion so we get some really good answers happening. I reckon Alexa's doing pretty well. If I went back to school, I'd be going straight to the detention record and scrubbing that one afternoon detention I got. One detention for not wearing my blazer to assembly. (laughs) We're back tomorrow for more stories about The Hunter and I'm always keen for yours. Send me anything you think we should know. This podcast is made in Mullumbimba on the lands of the Awabakal people. We acknowledge these lands and that of the Waramai, Wanarua and Darkinjan peoples that make up the Hunter Valley region. That's it for today. I'll catch you tomorrow.